0: Good evening, everybody. Well, it's
1: almost the evening for us here at the Something Isn't Right Podcast. My name is C Twice. Jesus. Yep, yeah, it's sticking. It's working good for me.
2: Happy Quarantini.
1: Happen whatever exactly.
2: Like Halloween. Duel. Quarantini.
1: Quarantini. Quarantini.
2: Actually I shouldn't say that because my friend just started a YouTube and she's naming it Quarantini. Is she? Yeah, I've been getting on her to make a uh, a YouTube channel because I think she's hilarious and I know people would watch her. That's true. She did the first step. She made one, but she hasn't posted and it's supposed to be about our 30-day lockdown, I think.
1: I thought she posted a video or she was that a trial and error. Uh,
2: TikTok. I mm. got her on TikTok too. Mm-hmm. I just started TikTok like four days ago. And I'm ashamed to say that I've been on it a lot more than I thought I was going to be
1: people love the talk
2: i i'm one of those that there's a bunch of videos of like people over 25 that are like oh i just download, downloaded tiktok as a, a joke i promise i won't dance or do anything on it and then you start making videos and that's what i did
1: you're like tiktok just at the studio or the, at the studio they're over at their headquarters they're just like dance dance monkeys <laughs> all of you do this new challenge
2: Hashtag funny.
1: Hashtag horse couple challenge. Is that what is what is that one called?
2: I don't know what that one's the one where the girl like bends over and it looks like the guy's riding a horse, but it's her hair. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it's called, but I know you're talking about.
1: Mm. That one was interesting. I'll give it that. Uh,
2: They're funny. I like them. I don't know. I usually I just did it to like plug our podcast. So it's growing little by little,
1: little by little.
2: I think I'm funny, but the videos, I think I'm funny in have like, like five or 600 views and the video where I just literally I'm sitting there and wave at the camera has like, I don't know, like 3000 views now. And I got like all my followers from that one video. So that just goes to show how you get followers on TikTok. Boobs. (laughs) Boobs.
1: (laughs) That's how you get followers on any social media. Boobs,
2: basically. So, do you have any
1: updates? I also have boobs, but like dude boobs, not not like dude. They're like boobs. Not not like dude boobs, like gynecomastia. No, I I don't have that. Thanks. I don't think so. He
2: doesn't suffer from the puffy nipples. I don't
1: have those. I'm not lactating by any means. As you can see, we're very, very fun. We, we're very, very much stuck here. And I'd imagine you guys feel the same way. But we're trying to make the most of our situation.
2: Trying to put out more and more. Um, Before this one, hopefully our previous one is out. Our Skinwalker Ranch episode, which was supposed to come out before our Corona episode. But we didn't expect for this shit to happen.
1: It, well, we expected for it to happen, but not at the rate of what it did.
2: Yeah, exactly. We called that shit from like yeah, we have an episode yeah, from like I'll, December. Deadass,
1: we will submit it. I'll, I'll put it out there is like no way what I said there is not relevant to that time. What whatever day we recorded it. Like the information that I talked about is still relevant to today, to this day, even to this day.
2: Yeah. Um maybe we'll put that out. But anyways, so we're going to try and do I mean as many as we can while we're locked down we've obviously well i don't know if it's obvious but hopefully you can tell we did a little bit better with our sound quality Mm -hmm. that one three-star review really got to us so hopefully you're still listening you hurt our
1: feelings but it was an awakening because i fucking completely sound foamed our whole room (laughs) on top of getting this new interface we're trying different ways um, I mean, obviously, there's a certain amount of trial and error. I'm I'm not by any means an audio uh, engineer, but...
2: I like it. It has like Harlequin-y vibes. Yeah, it's black and red. red and black. So... So, um, don't say that. so I have a bit of a... Sh- this is probably not going to be as long as the episode, but I don't know. We'll see. I feel like we say that and then we end up going off on our tangents and something that's supposed to be like 45 minutes ends up being an hour. So we'll see. Very um, true. So I have a little bit of a spooky, mystery, true crime, kind of paranormal story for you guys. Fair enough. Have you heard of? Well, yeah, you heard because you just heard me watching a video about it. But um, the <laughs> I already forgot the it. hashlinging slasher. No. Continue. Um, diet love pass.
1: Yeah, I, I've heard of it a little.
2: So basically, I kind of want to do an episode on that too. But I don't I didn't want to read too much about it because I realized when I do research, if I know too much about a topic, it's kind of hard for me to, like, keep reading about it and put it together. I like to, like, learn as I go. Fair enough. So this is the Americans did pass. And this. I mean, there's similarities, just like the one that happened in Russia. The difference is they were hikers. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that when eventually when their campsite was found it was like already super strange like it was ripped from the inside out I believe um they found some of them like with their tongues ripped out or eyeballs ripped out they found um I believe like radiation on their bodies they were naked which is weird because it's like freezing up there Yeah. So, basically, that's the gist of it. It's a big mystery. Nobody knows what happened to those hikers. Okay. So, these are the boys from Yuba City. And you're going to be more familiar with this, um, I guess, part of the U.S. than I am. Because I'm not... You went to school in Chico, right?
1: Yeah. No, I went up to Butte, uh, JC, for a little bit. I did. I got to know all of that area. It's pretty interesting. It's arguably the best place, the best... Like let's say city next to the best supply of marijuana there ever was. It's literally like on the edge of the of the uh, Emerald Triangle. It's right there.
2: Nice. So I would imagine not Yuba, then Yuba, but Chico. I would imagine it's like um, pretty lush out there with trees. Yeah. Like dense.
1: Yeah. It's definitely it's weird too because as you're kind of at a lower altitude, not not substantially lower. It's kind of similar to this, but not really. As you go higher, then there's more trees, obviously. Usually that happens, like evergreen trees. But the more you go up that hill, like from Chico into Paradise, and uh, Paradise was the place that had that enormous fire, I don't know, like a year, two years ago. Do you remember? No. The whole Northern California fire thing, the whole town was up, just completely caught fire.
2: That's crazy. Okay. But, yeah. So you can probably help paint the picture a little bit more once i get more into the story of what happened
1: yeah the honkers yuba city honkers back to them that's their mascot i'm not being
2: they're not playing at yuba city in yuba city they're just from there
1: no i know i'm just giving people more background the honkers that's what they were called
2: why are they what does their mascot look like Put, put your mic more to the front because when you even towards the end when you like turn your your face i can hear the difference where it goes out
1: it's uh, Is that better? Yeah. Their mascot, I think, is just a, hon- a honking duck. Like, uh, That's uh, not what I was thinking. That's exactly what it is. Not like that's a so horn funny. Or anything. It's a, a honker, literally a duck.
2: That's cute. That's kind of cute, I actually. I think.
1: I could be fucking wrong. Uh,
2: it's not a big deal. Okay. Anyways, so this happened in the 70s, specifically February 24th, 1978. Okay. So it was a goop... A goop... <laughs> It was a goop. <laughs> it was a goop. It was a group of, of five fr- uh, friends that attended this college basketball game at the University of Chico. So that's where they were going.
1: Oh, so they were going to Chico.
2: Right. They made the drive from Yuba City to Chico. And in everything that you look up about this incident, they're called the boys from Yuba City. But they're actually men. They're The youngest was 24 and the oldest was 34. So, I mean, still young. Mm-hmm. Still super young, but still men.
1: Okay. So they're still of age. When they say boys, it's for another reason, right? Like, they're,
2: um they're well talking... they I feel like their parents and their friends describe them as boys because um they weren't um how can I say this? They had like a lower mental capacity that all of them had different
1: They were special needs.
2: They were special needs. They have diff they had different mental disabilities, but most of them were considered high-functioning. Yeah, um, fair. So their names were Gary Dell Mathis. He actually served in the Army previously. Jack mm-hmm. Majunga, he actually also served in the military. Ted Weir, uh, Jack Hewitt, which was the youngest of the guys.
1: Jackie Hewitt.
2: Jackie Hewitt. Yeah, actually, uh, people call him Jackie. Jackie Hewitt, and then William Sterling. And he also served in the Army. So, like I was saying, they were all described as mentally disabled, but they were actually pretty high-functioning. Two of them even had driver's licenses. I believe they all worked. Like, they had jobs. So, um, that just kind of gives you a little bit of an overview of who these people are. I guess Ted was... What kind of people they are. Yeah, Yeah. Ted supposedly was, like, um, really social, had a really good heart. He was... um, I don't know really liked from what like youtube videos i watched and um articles that i read they just like really described ted as like a really lovable son and you know friend and stuff
1: like that everyone named ted except for one of course is usually a lovable guy even he was a lovable guy to on the outside but besides the fact that he's a ridiculous murderer but ted's usually I mean, a that's good time kind
2: of what that netflix movie kind of showed they showed like what this one like his girlfriend saw as Mm -hmm. a loving you know person that she she obviously cared for and was in a relationship with versus the true him or the other side of him yeah which i don't know like i wasn't that wasn't what i was expecting when i watched that but i didn't hate it because it kind of makes you sympathize with the families when Mm -hmm of the murderers not saying that like of course like sympathize with the victims but it makes you it gives you a different perspective because i thought about it like i put myself myself in her shoes Mm -hmm. and if somebody was telling me all this stuff that you were doing i wouldn't fucking believe them because you're my you know what i mean you're like my life partner why would i believe anybody over you so it was kind of like interesting how they played that out
1: that's good to know
2: Shut up. You're so annoying. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Anyways, um, so the all five of these men drove up to this basketball game from Yuba City to Chico. Okay. And they made it to the game.
1: Okay. So they made it to the game, got to sit at the stands.
2: How far is Yuba City from Chico, would you say? S- uh,
1: let's say 45 minutes to an hour, depending on how fast you drive. It's all like, one, there's one freeway. Is it
2: freeway. like uphill or is it kind of flat?
1: i i want to say part of the drive is uphill but it's mostly flat Uh, yuba city is a lot of like from yuba city to like let's say the marysville area which is like the exchange for where the freeway split for you to keep going this way or that way whatever way you have to go you have to go one way to go to chico one way to go to uh whatever fucking up north way north in in california but the drive is probably maybe, I I, I want to say in 90 minutes from where my parents lived to to there. So Yuba City was almost like a little bit less than the the midway point from Sacramento to Chico as an idea.
2: You could just have 45 minutes.
1: Well, I haven't talked a lot. I wanted <laughs> to talk.
2: Okay. um, Let's see. So they never made it back. They made it to the game. They never made it back. And so what really raised suspicions really fast is because they were actually really excited for the next day um, because they were going to play in the special, a Special Olympics tournament. Like okay. the very next day after this Basketball, game. Basketball, right? Yeah. They okay. were so excited. were hyped. Yes. They were so excited because um, the winner was going to receive a free week-long trip to L.A., and not the bad. next, huh?
1: Not bad.
2: And the next day, um, of course, when they didn't come home, their parents, uh, you know, reported to the police. So actually the Chico City Police and the Yuba City Police began to search for them.
1: Okay. So typically both of the, I mean, outside, Yuba City's not like that. But in Chico, it literally, I that's the reason why, I mean, I like smoking, but I'm not a huge drinker. So t- Chico is like the party or was at this time the party school in california okay so
2: is it like a university or? yeah
1: it's still a university but they have that jc they they have a lot of like it's basically this town they have certain bars in a certain street it's similar to austin but it's not the same i'd say probably it's, like college it's station in yeah texas yeah red dirt like You know what I mean? You go out and it's it's like a college city. Yeah, it's definitely a college city. People are walking around. So cops are. What I'm saying is, cops aren't like looking for people. They're usually stopping drunks. That's that's what they do in Chico. Well,
2: these people were missing, so um, they had both from both cities, whatever, looking for them. Okay. So days later, I believe it was four days later their car that they were driving which was a mercury montego okay was found um way off track from where they should have been um if they were on if they were on their way home so it was like a completely off like a road that was not even in any kind of way to get back to yuba city
1: yeah they were off the they were off the grid
2: um Yeah, exactly. They were found in a remote area of Plumbus National Forest on a high mountain on a dirt road.
1: Everyone should have a Plumbus.
2: This is how Plumbuses are made.
1: First, you take the squeeb. (laughs) I don't remember. We
2: should get Savannah. She remembers that whole thing.
1: Yeah, we we could easily cue her in. So one day we will, boo. That's my uh, little sister. Sorry. And Don't talk about her.
2: No, she's like, she remembers shit like word for word, voice inflections, like everything. It's mm-hmm. hilarious. Um, okay, anyways. So their car was found. And the weirdest thing about this is that the car was in perfectly good condition. So, so this is where things start getting like, what the fuck happened?
1: Suspicious.
2: The car was in perfectly good condition. They The keys were not in it. But if they hot-wired the car, it would have drove just fine. It even had a quarter tank of gas. Jesus. So with the five men that they had in the car, they could have easily pushed it out of the snow. Easily. Um, I read some comments about them being like, oh, well, you know, they were like mentally disabled, blah, blah, blah. Well, Gary is very high-functioning, and he was in the military until he got discharged.
1: Wasn't he like, and this is just me walking in and out and hearing, wasn't he like also, I mean, not to put shame on his name, but didn't he also have like a drug problem?
2: Yes. And I'll get into that because it actually feeds into one of the theories on what happened to this, to them. But I'm just saying like Gary, a lot of these guys were impressionable on each other Mm -hmm. and him serving in the military And going through a few things in his life would have known to try and get them to push the car out. So you're right. It's weird that they didn't even try.
1: Yeah, like it looks staged, is what you're saying.
2: It's just very like suspicious. Very suspicious. Very suspicious. Um, Mm -hmm. Sorry, I put my coffee down. Dung, dung. It's like, fucking, shit's gonna get real.
1: I've been really working on the acoustics. Just fucking enormous <laughs> I'm echo. Sorry.
2: It's my big cup of coffee. <laughs> okay, where was I? Okay, like I was saying, yeah. Car, fine. Perfectly good condition. They even said on the undercarriage of the car had no de- dents or even any mud scrapes, despite being driven up nearly 50 miles on a poorly maintained mountain road in the middle of winter. And there was no trace of the man at this time.
1: And these roads are like just dirt roads, yeah.
2: Yeah, they're just dirt roads. So that's why I was kind of like, that's that's really weird. Like, to drive, like, it just, like, makes you think, like, what possessed them to go this way? Mm-hmm. Which we'll get into also. Possession. What do you
1: mean? Oh, no, I, I thought you, I for some reason, my mind got hung up when you said what possessed them. I was like there's possession i'm
2: sorry guys i've been watching a lot of ghost adventures during this quarantine so it's starting to get to christian
1: yeah that's all that's on in the background i had to set up another tv
2: it's nostalgia for me i used to watch it with my mom and my aunt like when i lived at home in high school so i always have it on in the background even if i'm not watching it
1: most people say nostalgic is like rugrats not fucking ghost (laughs) adventures
2: well that's why we have this podcast hey
1: that's true
2: okay so naturally the police wondered why they would get out of the car in the first place because it's like freezing was that Hobbin?
1: no that's funny because he always does call during this
2: go (laughs) ahead and put it on do not disturb
1: i am i'll wait no go ahead The life of a salesman. Ow, ow, ow,
2: ow. Okay, so like I was saying before Christian decided that texting was more important.
1: Never decided that.
2: So anyways, the the police and everybody else who knew about this wondered, like, why would they even get out of the car in the first place? If anything, they could have stayed in there for heat if the car was messed up. Yeah. Um, And due to the winter weather, the search was called off. I mean, I'm guessing... You can't do too much if it's... Does it get pretty heavenly, like, snowed out out there? No.
0: I mean, maybe where the car was left, I'm not sure. But Chico is... For some reason, I want to say maybe it's the the altitude or something. It was so fucking humid. And, I mean, that was before I went to Texas humid. But it was always just, like, warmer. Like, much warmer because of where it was located. Further away from the coast, you didn't get the same breeze that you get in California.
2: Maybe it was different because it's back in the 70s. Because I know there was, like... Um, when my mom was younger, there was a few times it snowed in South Texas and that doesn't happen now. So it's true. I Global mean, it, warming. Because they, um, they got stuck. I mean, there's another incident on here where somebody gets stuck in the snow, so it's snowing wherever they are. Yeah. So their families were so desperate to find them, which I don't blame them. I mean, they're, they're fucking kids. Um, they raised a $2,600 reward for information, which I don't know, back then it was,
0: That translates to like 10 grand now.
2: um, They even...
0: That was a guess. I'm not like, that's not real math.
2: They even um, went the route of talking to psychics. That's how desperate they were.
0: Back then too.
2: Um, I had heard on a YouTube video and I had read a little bit that, I mean, they didn't get anywhere with these psychics. One of them said that they were murdered in like some red barn or something and they gave like they, the address and they went there and the the barn didn't exist. It was things like that. It was a,
0: it was a, uh, what's like, fuck, I fucking blanked the word. I was going to say it was a hypothetical barn. It was a hypothetical barn. It's one of those <laughs> theory in theory barns.
2: Um, but yeah. And you know, back then of course they didn't have cell phones or anything like that so they the parents like had to wait and wait and wait and didn't hear anything that even before the police started looking for them but even after this like imagine having to like sit by your phone and yeah. having to wait for it to ring a
0: fucking old rotary phone you're just waiting
2: <laughs> ring who is it
0: oh it's, it's your grandmother again sorry dear
2: <laughs> but Unfortunately, they heard nothing. There was no leads. Nothing came until the thaw came. So until all the snow was thawed and gone away. So this was in June. And so all the snow was melted. Obviously, it was over the summer. Mm-hmm. Four out of the five men's bodies were found.
1: Jeez.
2: Um, they were about 20 miles away from the car. So some motorcyclists were driving through the area when they came across a body in an uninhabited trailer. So I guess out there, there's like, because people go hiking and stuff like that, and these kind of incidents happen, that there's like um, trailers where people can like, where there's actually like food and stuff in them for people. That's mm-hmm. that sound right?
0: Maybe back in the day before there was 8 billion homeless in California. But yeah, probably.
2: Because in my notes, I put in um, inhab- inhabited, but there's some that were saying... Like, it was a... Like, where people go through, you know, if you're, like, hiking or whatever, you Rummaging. get lost.
0: Yeah, you go there and you find a sniak.
2: Um... So, they had went into the trailer and actually found the body of Ted Ware. The corpse...
0: Oh, I'm sorry. What? We're getting into it. I was gonna say, was it pretty fucked up?
2: So, the corpse was fully clothed, except for his shoes they were missing. Um... And there were eight sheets, which were tucked around him in a way that he could have not done by himself. His feet were also frostbitten, which is weird because there was a propane tank that could have been used to heat the trailer. The trailer was also filled with matches and plenty of flammable objects, including books and paper. There was even a fireplace.
0: So they didn't try to play this whole thing off like it was because he was special, right? Like he didn't know how to do it?
2: Some things that I read and some podcasts that I listened to, um, there is one YouTube video I watched where they said that it actually looked like somebody did some kind of ritual with his mm-hmm. body. Mm-hmm. um, And then other people kind of theorized like there was one incident that Ted's older brother explained in like an interview that... To kind of, I guess, grasp the situation. There was a time where they obviously all lived with their parents. And the house was on fire. And Ted was laying down in his bed. And when his brother tried to get him out of the burning house, Ted told him to leave him alone because he had to rest for work the next day.
0: Yeah, so he he didn't have a lot of common sense.
2: So, yeah. So they try to play it off like that. But... What is weird about this, too, is that Gary's shoes, which is the one that was in the military, um, and the newest one to the group, because these four guys had been friends for a while. Gary was the newest one. His tennis shoes were found inside the trailer. So he made it to the trailer, or at least his shoes did. So, again, with him being very high-functional, you would think he would at least... Start the 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 fireplace or the propane tank or you know feed him, but which was which? Okay, so a little bit more about the body that was found. He had been alive for what they, the coroner deemed, eight to at least eight to thirteen weeks, and That's he died from starvation.
0: That's crazy.
2: And it's weird because. Well, he lost a hundred pounds, so he was around two hundred pounds ish when before he disappeared, and when they found him, he had lost like anywhere from eighty to a hundred pounds.
0: Yeah, so he wasn't eating, probably.
2: um, and he also had beard growth, like an inch of a beard, so they said that you know, probably around like three months at least for this beard to grow. so um, I mean, there's theories that somebody might have held him up there for like torture. Um, but nobody really knows it's just so bizarre. He has all these things around him to help him, you know, live. And they said there was enough food. There was canned food and military sea rations. So they said there was enough of that supplies to last him for like a year or two.
0: He had a lot of food.
2: He had a lot of food, he had ways to that doesn't to...
0: that doesn't make sense. He probably was j his body was just found there. They yeah. did it as a, something as a torment or something. Um, he,
2: the, there was opened food too. So somebody who was there was eating food. In front of him. Either in front of him or maybe he had some of the food. I don't know. Maybe it was too gross and he was like, I'd rather starve to death. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. He's just
0: not a fan of Cheez-Its.
2: Um, so let's see, where are we? All right, we're back. Sorry about that. Um. Okay, where What were we talking about?
0: We were talking about.
2: Oh, they found Ted, right? Yeah, his body. Okay, so yeah, that was just super weird. They found him wrapped up in a way he couldn't wrap himself up. So it's like, I don't know. Your mind just wanders. Like I'm, I'm kind of like, well, you know, was he maybe? Somewhere in his head, just because the story of what his brother said about him not getting out of a literal burning house, maybe he was like, "I don't know how to cook this food, or I don't know how to turn on a propane. I don't know how to burn things. Like I don't understand. I don't know how to eat. I don't understand his. Well, I feel like <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't, you don't know understand much his about his thinking. Him. Yeah. Right. I don't Where know. Where
0: was he going? Where was he going with all this? Not eating shit.
2: Was it supernatural that happened to him? Something that happened to him? I mean, because even like in our missing persons episode about people missing in national parks, this is one of the areas, Is well, not this specific area, but North California because of how dense it is Mm -hmm. and people disappear without a trace in mysterious circumstances. Mm -hmm. The only reason this doesn't fall into that category is because there's evidence of um, like animals...
0: Human you know, human foul play.
2: Human foul play a little bit, we'll get into that, but majority like animals which are out there. So
0: Animals are out there.
2: Ted was found and then three other bodies were found in the woods. Um, Sterling and Madruga. I don't know if I said this earlier, but Jack Madruga was the one driving. Yeah. That was his car, and he like I guess really loved this car. Like he would not let anybody drive this car but him, so it's pretty obvious that he's the one who drove this car. Yeah, drove the he car was there. the
0: one in in the driver's seat at the time.
2: So Sterling, which is Bill and Jackie Madruga, were found, and police, <clears throat> excuse me, believe their bodies had just simply given up. Um, I don't think there was much that a coroner could have done because, um, Jackie's, all right, wait. Yeah, Jackie's body was just bones at the time.
0: No, just bones, like a skeleton? Yeah,
2: it was just bones. But um, let me make sure I'm not getting this.
0: How a much of a clarification. You mean like a skeleton, like uh, <laughs> just bones? Yes.
2: Madruga's corpse, which was Jack, had been partially eaten by scavengers, which is ugly, but it happens. Including his eyes and two of his fingers were gone, and he was actually clutching his watch. He
0: was like, You ain't having this shit not out.
2: Yeah, he was clutching his watch, which is kind of sad.
0: It is sad, but it brings new life to you're not taking this out of my cold dead <laughs> hands. That's one.
2: Yeah. And I had read um, that his he was missing flesh from his right arm, and um, that it was weird that, like, his eyeballs were taken out, but, like, a lot of his face was in Eden. But I don't know how true that is. It's just, I was reading people's opinions and, like, people's, um, what they have, like, information they have gathered. Because there's a few um, Reddit subreds about this.
0: I feel like vultures like eyeballs. Yeah. I don't know how true that is, but I, I feel don't know. like they do.
2: I feel like it would be an easy part to, you know. Pull just out, yeah. Pull out and eat. So okay, and like I said, Sterling's body was just bones. So it's thought that they were e- they either died from their body just giving up or hypothermia, which I would think probably hypothermia because in some reports they were saying that they weren't dressed for this kind of weather. They were just going to a basketball game, so they were just in regular clothes, not in clothes that you would wear to hike in the snow or in the mountains. Yeah. Um. Gary Mathis's body was never found and that's why this is weird. Everybody else's body was found or remnants of their body was found. Um Jack Hewitt, this is really sad actually. His father found him. It it really? was like the police and everybody told him that he shouldn't, you know, go looking for him, but I get where his dad's coming from. I'm not a parent, but if I had a kid that was lost in, in the woods somewhere. And even if I knew in my gut that they were dead, I would still want to look for them. Because what's the alternative? Yeah. You're just going to sit there and drive yourself crazy. I mean, yeah. it's a lose-lose situation. It's
0: pretty shitty, yeah.
2: Um, But his father actually just found his spine under a bush.
0: That's even worse. Someone fucking predated him.
2: Yeah. So he found his, his spine. um, And it was two miles northeast from the trailer. His shoes and jeans were near nearby, and that helped identify identify the body a little bit faster. The next day, the deputy sheriff found a skull down the bush about three hundred feet from where the spine was, and confirmed by dental records that it was his. So he was scattered all around. I think I he uh, fucking
0: exploded.
2: He was scattered around like I think a fifty feet radius or something like that. Somebody
0: just well, I guess no, because his apart. his
2: head was three hundred feet away, actually um his death too was attributed to hyperthermia my thing is though like okay the two out of the four bodies they found were just bones mm-hmm. so they can't really i mean i'm i'm obviously not in forensics or a coroner but like
0: <laughs> csi C- <laughs> <laughs> remember they always do the cut scene with the dude with the orange hair we'll see about what happens to the finger next time you're just like what the fuck
2: i like on forgetting sarah marshall <laughs> they,
0: they always make fun of it yeah. um dark and ominous tones. but yeah
2: but you can't you can't really determine the cause of death by just bones unless i feel like it was super apparent like their skull was bashed in or something yeah that's but,
0: that's a hard thing to determine. You're just like that's something that the coroners were like, Well, I mean, we couldn't find anything, so hypothermia? hypothermia? Yeah, so, which I
2: mean this was in the seventies too. They're obviously like not as you know
0: They couldn't just DNA test us like ancestry dot com and then have our a relative of ours prove us for murder.
2: <laughs> so there yeah, that's true. That's 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 actually really crazy. How many murders, cold cases, have been solved because of like Ancestry. dot com and all those DNA like type of um, businesses. Yeah, all the DNA. Evidence. That's how they caught. Um, what's his face from where you're from? Golden yep. State Killer.
0: Yep, the Golden State Killer. And crazy. then they're trying to. Bully, they were trying to say he was the Zodiac too, but they didn't have the same characteristics.
2: Okay, so that's yeah. Super sad, um, like i don't know what do you think
0: i don't know i mean just how their remains are spread that's so mortal kombat-esque that's that just sounds like it would be something that's really gruesome but obviously it's not happening so
2: hopefully like in my mind i would like to think that they died first from hypothermia like they said and then the animals Terrible too though (laughs) i know but at least they wouldn't suffer but i mean i feel like reality is very bleak and probably the worst case scenario is probably what happened yeah they might have been attacked i mean i don't know but the but i don't think so because they found their clothes and their clothes weren't like ripped up but like how we were saying also out there how it's so remote how do we know there's not just like a group of crazy people out there that fucking did some witchcraft or something crazy. What I, that's shit. what I'm saying.
0: It sounds like someone desecrated that one dude if his fucking spine is one place in his skull that. You exactly. Know what I mean?
2: It was just his spine, too. They're just, pl- they're just they
0: playing found. fucking human baseball or something crazy. That's and terrible. Hit... Yeah. That's... And
2: then, but also, what is interesting is that there's a few people that said it looked like where Ted's body was and how he was wrapped up and the things around him. It looked like. Somebody was doing some kind of ritual or something,
0: yeah, which it was, is fucking it was planned scary. There was something theatrical about the scene,
2: so I copy and pasted this whole paragraph that I'm gonna read because this is where it gets weirder, but I think this kind of like describes it perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, I cop it's from the Sacramento Bee. Whatever newspaper or whatever that is.
0: That's from, that's like the hometown paper from my. my <laughs> is it really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that's this like is, a well-known paper. This is
2: from them, but hey, it's Nick C A I posted it on B. Reddit. Huh.
0: I was in the sack B before. For what? For football. Oh, that's cool. Sports. Uncle Rico. I, I don't talk shit about him. <laughs> I used to be able to throw a football damn near a quarter mile. Right over there, over them mountains, over there.
2: <laughs> That's funny because there's literal mountains.
0: Yeah, I know. it all worked out. And I could probably chuck a steak just like he did when he hit fucking, what's his name in the picture? Mm, steak. <laughs> just no, I said
2: mistake.
0: <laughs> did okay, you? So that was vicious. You oh, Before we continue, you remember that scene, right? Yeah,
2: where he hits Napoleon.
0: But not only does he hit him, he fucking sidearms it. Like the way that you have to... Th- put the velocity on a fucking piece of steak as a sidearm throw, you really got to have like some arm whip. You see what I mean? A little bit of this. Because uh, it, otherwise you can't get that speed, but it, it it was going out there fast.
2: You can do it later to me. To that try. was like a I'll Randy Johnson. Steak. You can throw a steak at me, I'll catch with my teeth.
0: Well, say less.
2: Just kidding. <laughs> okay. So let me read this. This is an account of a man who was his car stalled the same night and saw some weird shit the same night that these guys disappeared. So this is his account.
0: That sounded like an intro to like an 80s song, <laughs> like how they always did the singing. You can dance if you want to, but you're just like, this is an account of a man. <laughs> like how fucking Jack Black animates all of his scenes. This is a account of a man. I, <laughs> I love that. I love
2: 80s. I love that 80s are coming back in all our music. Okay, so Joshua. Fuck.
0: Joshua.
2: Joseph. Joseph. Joseph Scone. Joseph? Of Sacramento told police he inadvertently wound up spending the night of February 24th and 25th near the Montego. near where the Montego was found. So Jack's car.
0: You knew where it was.
2: He had driven up there where he had a cabin. Um. To check the snowpack in advance of a weekend ski trip with him and his family. Oh, must be nice.
0: Oh, do you like to go skiing this weekend, darling? Yes, honey, I'd love to. <laughs> Make sure to pack the gray poupon.
2: <laughs> the gray poupon. <laughs> <laughs> to put on what? <laughs>
0: to put on, to put on the crackers because the coronavirus <laughs> has eliminated all the bread from the shelves.
2: <laughs> At five thirty p.m., about a hundred and fifty feet up the road. He, too, had gotten stuck in the snow. In the process of trying to free it, he realized he was beginning to experience the early symptoms of a heart attack. Oh, fuck. And went back in, keeping the engine running to provide heat. So he, in fact, did have a heart attack. A minor one, but he did have a heart attack.
0: He, like, knew what... He just... He's one of those guys. He's just running symptoms. He's that calm under pressure. Okay, so what's next? My heart's not pumping. Okay, so maybe I could be... I'm definitely having a heart attack. Everything makes sense and I'm cool and calm. There's people that are
2: like that. That's crazy. I'm having a heart attack.
0: I need you to take me to the hospital now.
2: I never met my mom's grandpa, but he he died from a heart attack, but he used to have like minor ones and she would tell me when she was a little girl, she would see him like stop what he's doing and like clench his fist and she'd just be like confused and be like, sorry, I just had a little heart attack so there's Jesus. there's people he just out fucking, there like that he
0: just fucking used the force he just closed his fist he was a he
2: was a tough man he just fucking
0: focused and pushed the heart attack out of his body he just made his that's cra- that's crazy to think how how the mind works you can literally like like summon the power to fucking you know what i mean to yeah. generate your heart to beat again
2: Six hours later, lying in the car and experiencing severe pain, he told police he saw headlights coming up behind him. Looking out, he saw a car parked behind him, headlights on, with a group of people around it, one of which seemed to him to be a woman holding a baby.
0: (laughs) That sucks. That's scary. Hey, baby, what are you doing out so late?
2: (laughs) I'm selling weed! (laughs) He called to them for help, but then they stopped talking and turned their their headlights out. How fucking creepy.
0: That's even more creepy that she's walking around there with a baby. It sounds really cold. Hopefully that baby has a blanket.
2: Hopefully. Later, he saw more lights from behind him, this time flashlights, that also went out when he called to them. After that, Scon said at first sight he recalled a pickup truck parking 20 feet, behind him briefly and then continuing on down the road later he clarified to police that he could not have been he could not be sure of that since at the time he was almost delirious from the pain he was in so
0: that's crazy After, these guys are just vultures what do you mean they're just waiting for him to die what if they oh. they're just like those fucking death sniffers from that movie we watched from, uh, uh, Doctor Sleep. D-
2: oh, Doctor Strange.
0: Oh no, wait, Doctor it's a Doctor Sleep. Sleep. Oh, I'm getting them confused. Doctor Strange. That's a good movie, but there's no yeah, death right. sniffers. It's Doctor
2: Strange.
0: There's no. I don't know if they're called that, but that's what we'll we'll cue it up. That's as what a. they
2: did. So after Joseph's car ran out of gas in the early morning hours, his pain subsided enough for him to walk eight miles down the road to a lodge where the manager drove him back home, passing the the abandoned Montego. At the point at that point where he did recall hearing voices originate from, okay, that sentence is weird, but basically he heard voices from this car, so most voices, likely it was they were there. he yeah. saw them before whatever happened.
0: They were just sitting there eating chocolate or something you know, just having fun.
2: That's funny that you say that though, because um supposedly for sure, the last people to have seen them alive was somebody working at a gas station and they had like stopped and got like a bunch of snacks and stuff for the ride home
0: yeah so they were they were on their way home when when this happened yeah um they could have took a wrong turn just like those movies
2: well i don't know because it's that it was so far off that there was no way they would have got there with but also they're mentally handicapped and i would imagine a lot of things out there look the same not to like
0: make a make fun of a, a situation like this but this kind of indirectly sounds like the plot of dumb and dumber like the wrong turn oh. how he like you know he goes that to suck. aspen yeah. I, I mean not negatively in this I know is what all in retrospect i use big words to confuse you just so it doesn't sound as bad
2: to confuse you don't think i I'm, understand I'm big not, words i'm not
0: talking to you I, I that's why i said it directly into the microphone i'm talking to people so that... oh i was like <laughs> what the fuck no not you I, okay, I, anyways, I
2: doctors later confirmed that he did indeed have a mild heart attack, and the reason that um this is important is because a lot of people said that he was lying about I him being the there. story, yeah, um, so this is what's weird about this is because he supposedly probably saw them and then he saw a lady with the baby, so what if that lady was like bait,
0: yeah. The baby lady,
2: and because all these all these guys, the way they were described, were people that wanted to help people. There was one of them that was really into like religion, and he would um, volunteer at like different mental hospitals and read like the Scripture, Bible to right? yeah, read to people, and you know they were good people. So I guarantee. If they saw a lady with a baby walking on the road, they probably most likely stopped. She asked for help. She could have lured them into something, either like um like a guy wanting to murder them because he also did say that there was like another man. Yeah. Um, or maybe something more sinister. Maybe they needed the Evil. sacrifice.
0: Yeah. Now that could make sense.
2: So that's just what
0: Maybe, is she just some lady that looks like. A, a What did she like? Did they see the baby? Did they hear it? No, I he wonder if it's just looked like, like with a baby. This bitch was just walking with a loaf of bread or a football covered be. in blankets I to mean, look like a baby. And just, oh, no, he's so cold in our car. and It doesn't work anymore. For some reason, we have to walk everywhere when we go to the store. You're like, I'm sorry, ma'am. Or she
2: could have said that their car stalled out somewhere and that's where they were walking to yeah, to take her back. Yeah, even worse.
0: Of course they're going to put that lady in that car and then she's just going to her fangs come out and then you realize it's not a baby, it's just another head.
2: Well, like I was saying in in like our other episodes where we talk about how, you know, when you're a man and then a woman comes across, you're not as on guard as a woman is because we know like I mean, no matter how strong we are, if it's like a dude, you could probably most likely overpower us. Not every situation. There's some girls that are fucking badass and strong, and can like, what's her face? Fucking cyborg or whatever yeah. her name is. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she'll take she's down a borderline. some dudes. Yeah. yeah, she's
0: got more tests than I do right now. So
2: um, don't say that. But anyways, so. I can see how that would easily lure something. Because even me, if I was driving somewhere and I saw a fucking lady and a baby, I would probably be inclined to ask if she needed help, especially out there. It's probably super dark.
0: It's that old uh, deep sea uh, anglerfish trap. Yeah, that's you know? basically what it is. They're out in the middle of nowhere. They're reluctant to see the light. They're like, oh, I want to swim towards it.
2: So, this next part, I hate those fishes. They're so gross. I I hate the ocean just because it's so creepy.
0: Yeah, especially after we watched that one movie about the Megalodon. Oh my god, that movie was so... And I fucking guessed, just to let you guys know, I guessed at the beginning that at the end of that movie that Jason Statham would fight the fucking mega shark, And I was right. So, fuck you guys if you (laughs) disagreed because that's what happened. And I'm sorry for ruining the movie if you've never seen it, but you should have seen it by now like it's been out for a good year or two so
2: um so this part actually like after i read a little bit more people kind of um it didn't really check out that it was them that this lady saw but i'm still going to read it okay so the other notable report was from a woman who worked at a store in a small ham in the small hamlet of Brownsville do you know where that's at it says thirty miles from the spot where the car had been abandoned, which they could have reached um had they continued down the road where they left the car.
0: No, I have no idea where Brownsville is. I'd have to look at a map and see. It's
2: okay. Um so on March third, a woman who who saw flyers had been um what? Oh, okay. She saw flyers anyways, with the men's with the guys' pictures on it. With, of course, it had a an award. So that's why people don't really, they think that she's making this up.
0: Oh, so she saw a flyer that said reward if found, something like if that. If found.
2: And so she contacted the deputies and told them that they had stopped into the store in a red pickup truck two days after they disappeared. And the store owner corroborated with her account. So basically what she was saying is like, after the car was abandoned and you know, they had already gone missing if she had saw them in this corner store. The woman said she identified the men immediately as from out of town, as from out of town because they had, because of their big eyes and their facial expressions. Two of the men who she identified as Hewitt and Sterling were in the phone booth outside of, outside while the other two went inside. Police said she was a credible witness and they took her account seriously. Additional detail came from the store owner. He told interviewers that men who, whom he believed were Ware and Hewitt came in and bought burritos, chocolate milk, and soft drinks. Ware's brother told Los Angeles Times that while driving to Brownsville in a different car, an apparent ignorance of the basketball game seemed completely out of character for them. The owner's description of the two men's behavior seemed consistent with them as Ware would eat anything he could get his hands on and was accompanied by Hewitt, which is Gary, the body that they didn't found, more than any of of the four. However, Hewitt's brother said Jack oh wait. I fucked up. Oh no I didn't. Oh yes I did. Hewitt is not the one they found Hewitt's body.
0: Okay. No, it's okay. Omit that from the record, Your (laughs) Honor. Sorry. (laughs) Home stenographer.
2: Um Jack Hewitt. My bad. So, he would, he was, um, oh, uh, where is he? Hewitt's brother, sorry, So Jack hated using telephones to the point that he would handle his brother's phone calls. And, um, so would one other guy in the group. So, he's saying, like, this is bullshit because he never likes to talk on the phone. Okay. And it sounds out of character for them to be there. Yeah. So why He
0: wasn't a phone talker, so why would he be over here on a pay phone? Sounds suspicious. He ex- was trying to check his voicemails? No. <laughs>
2: well, and then they're saying, too, like, why would they even be there? It's, like, out of the area, and they don't... Basically, he's saying, like, they don't go there. So they were just basically, like, saying this lady's bullshit, and the store owner is bullshit, too. Like, they weren't there.
0: They were, like... Oh, a thousand dollars, yeah, I remember those four boys they were over here buying burritos and uh in toastitos and drinks, and uh, I remember one bought beef jerky, I believe it was
2: um The only thing that's weird is that um, and another article I read about Joseph being stuck in his car is that he did see a red pickup, yeah. So that's where it's kind of like, okay. What if
0: those guys were the ones who was the the four people in the car? That's what I'm saying. Like,
2: what if this lady honeycombed them, or what is that called? (laughs) Honeydicked. It's not honeydicked. It is. Is it really?
0: Yeah. Okay. What
2: What if she did that to them?
0: And she convinced them to kill that guy or follow the guy.
2: No, but go ahead with your own theory if you want to do that.
0: Sorry, I don't have a theory. Go.
2: I'm saying, what if she trapped them and then, you know, oh, my car's abandoned, whatever, my truck. Or somebody just rolled up in the truck. You know they what I like, mean?
0: Yeah. They were like, hey, guys, uh, since you don't got a vehicle, you could go on and get inside of my truck. You're like,
1: that's a great idea. That's no, see,
2: I don't see how that would happen because their vehicle was fine. Yeah, And Jackie obviously knew he was leaving because he took his keys with him. The keys weren't in the car.
0: That's weird. So, they just tempted them with a late-night hayride. They were like, "Come on, guys, get in the back of this truck. We'll go through the hay and we'll look at the look at the scenery. <laughs> we can have stories and eat s'mores."
2: No. Um. Okay, so there's a theory that Gary actually had to do something with all these disappearances. Damn you, so, Gary. So, Gary Mathis, like I said earlier, he was new to the group. The other four friends had been friends for a while, and he had just met them, like, not that long before this trip. So, Which one was
0: he? Couldn't you he, remind me who he is?
2: Gary is the one that's high-functioning, that was in the military, but got discharged.
0: Okay, so this is the addict.
2: He, well... I'll get there. I don't know if he was necessarily... Well, yeah.
0: A user. Let's say user. A user.
2: Okay. So, he served in the military before being discharged after being diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia. So, yeah, so he's one of the
0: aggressive... He's one of the more aggressive people in the group, too, then. Yeah.
2: So, some things that Gary did in his past. He was in jail. In jail, he called over a cop just to punch him in the face. So that just kind of shows what type of person he is when he's not on his meds.
0: He's like the fucking bully from Spongebob. Come on over here.
2: (laughs) (laughs) While staying with his cousin, he was caught fondling his cousin's wife while she was passed out because she was on medication.
0: You just over there diddling her?
2: I mean, I don't know if he was diddling her, but he was fondling her that's sad. and he told his cousin that he wants to go back to jail so obviously his cousin kicked
0: him out he was like you that's what his reasoning was for his cousins to make it okay he was I, like i want to go back to jail that's why i'm doing this i have no I other reason i don't feel like
2: he sounded remorse though at all in a his fucking voice weirdo um he was arrested actually a few months later for threatening to stab a woman in the jaw and telling her three-year-old daughter I thought I killed you once. I guess I'll have to do it again.
0: What the fuck is wrong with this guy?
2: He's a a paranoid schizophrenic. Um, Gary also had a history of breaking out of facilities and walking long distances. (laughs) After being arrested in Stockton, at one point, he was sent to a psychiatric facility. He spent two days there. Before breaking out through a a drainage pipe and walking slash hitchhiking eighty miles back home, and actually on a podcast I heard that he like made it that far by just drinking milk and eating um, leftovers out of like dog bowls that people left out for their pets.
0: That's fucking weird.
2: So this uh, guy is a how, survivor.
0: How long is he fucking carrying that milk? Wouldn't it get all chunky after a while?
2: I would imagine he steals new milk.
0: He's just he's going to buy places. He's he's going to the fridge and rummaging. There's de- delicious water. Cold Everything Gatorade. else he fucking chooses He's milk. like, what's the most thirst quenching? Mm,
2: what the fuck is that? milk. It just flew past me. Oh, it's
0: a mosquito eater.
2: A mosquito eater? We don't even have mosquitoes. We live in the desert. Okay. Sorry. I don't like bugs. Uh, <laughs> what?
0: I don't like bugs. Okay. I don't like bugs.
2: I don't like bugs. I don't like bugs. Where was I? What? Okay. I told you about him threatening the little girl, You're
0: right? are deadass fucking just described like somebody from a Criminal Minds episode. Like this, as far No, as legit. And this is why goes. this
2: is one of. It- One of the, like, main theories is that it was him because also he was never found. He still hasn't been found.
0: They don't know where he is. So, Gary... He's living um, in the woods somewhere, being creepy with a long beard. I mean,
2: if you can survive off of milk and dog food, you can probably do a lot. That's true. So, he made it back home after that. 80 miles, made it back home. At one point, he also left his home to go live with his grandmother in northern Oregon. His mother begged him to return home, but he hung up on her, like, every time she tried to talk to him. He showed back a few weeks later, filthy, and claimed that he had walked from Portland. Oh, this is where it was, actually. Sorry, my bad. From Portland, stealing milk off of porches and eating dog food to stay alive. Oh, at this time, they still put milk on porches. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, it does make (laughs) sense. My bad. That's what I get for not reading my notes. Okay. Uh, To stay alive. So, it was a 540-mile trip that he did that. So, I don't feel like it's too far-fetched to for one he's like
0: a fucking sasquatch
2: for yeah for one they fucking trusted this guy obviously yeah. ted like i said earlier was a really innocent like lighthearted person he it was probably really easy to manipulate him unfortunately yeah so if gary did have something to do with this i don't think it would be too hard to convince um ted that maybe he couldn't eat the food or they couldn't do this or that or whatever
0: yeah or let's go try to live in the woods for a little while and they're like i don't want to live in it's fun and he just fucking manipulates them and yeah
2: another thing that's sad and i forgot to mention it they the coroner said that when he passed away it was probably a few days before they found him really yeah So, uh, the final violent incident occurred a few weeks after his trip back home. He broke into a house of a local couple, and the couple awoke to find Gary standing in their bedroom. That's my worst fucking fear. He told them that he was looking for a ring to return to Satan. (laughs) Okay, Richard Ramirez. Yeah,
0: calm the fuck down.
2: And that they also owed him rent money because the house was his.
0: He's like, "Where's my Satan ring? Nigga, give me the rent money right now. <laughs> I asked for this. It is the 3rd and you need to give it to me on the 1st."
2: So, that's who Gary is off his meds. After this last incident, supposedly he got his act together, air quotes, and that's when he joined the Gateway Projects, the Gateway Projects and became friends with the four of those guys. So this wasn't that long before, but supposedly because back then they love to think that you're rehabilitated and let these serial killers. Yeah, him let's back. Just let him He didn't go kill now. anybody that we know of. He could have killed these four yeah, guys. not
0: to put shame to his name, but everything the indicator suggests it was you, Gary. Um, You're probably, what, a good 75 years old by now. So you, you're either that age or you're dead. One of the two. <laughs>
2: Lose-lose situation. One of the brothers of the victims later said in an interview, no one pulled a trigger on the boys, but something or someone killed them. He was asked if he thought Gary set his brothers and the other uh, the others up to die. Dallas Weir, which is Ted's brother, okay, replied, that's the only thing that makes sense.
0: So that's Ted's brother thinks it's Gary.
2: They think it's scary. Um, I don't know why it's not in here. It looks like it got deleted. But there is another theory that there was... Um, oh, there's a little part of it here. Let's see if it has all of it. They said there was some thought by some of the families that the boys had met foul play. They believe they had an encounter with a town bully whom they had dealt with before and somehow were scared or forced into driving up to the mountain. So kind of like how you were saying...
0: That's crazy.
2: Um, There's even a rumor that Gary was beaten and thrown off a bridge in this encounter. And that's why he's never been found. The relative also claimed that there were baby clothes and blankets found in the car, which might corroborate with Joseph.
0: The old uh, lady.
2: Yeah, with Joseph's story, which was he's the one who saw the lady. The
0: anglerfish.
2: Of the woman. um, Yes, the anglerfish lady. The story of the woman with the baby, as well as shell casings found outside near the car.
0: So that maybe she's like, Yeah, I do need a ride. And she just popped him. Pap, pat, 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 pat. But well, Gary got away. He's like, Thank you. Our plan worked.
2: Gary got a- away or thrown over a bridge.
0: That, that's crazy.
2: Because think about it this way, too. Obviously, the things that Gary has done in his life, it doesn't rub me like. That he's the type of person who's scared of much. Yeah. To I would never think of making a trip like that, and then being able to survive off of dog food and milk. Like what the fuck? Yeah. I would just lay there and be like, "Take me now, Lord, take me into my next life." But <laughs>
0: <laughs> you would say that's terrible. I would. You would survive. We'll find a way.
2: I'm saying you that will survive. If I was a uh, you know escapee from a mental hospital. I would just give up if I had to walk that far. But uh, what I'm saying is if they came across something like that, like a bully or somebody trying to harm them, I kind of feel like Gary wouldn't be scared to stand up to that person. So
0: he'd be the one that out was of all thrown. of them. Yeah.
2: So it makes sense that he would be the one to get beat up and thrown off a bridge because he stood up to them and yeah. then maybe they all took off running because they were scared.
0: He's got like the the quick trigger. He's like the one who's like ready to go.
2: Yeah, so it's Short shitty views. for Gary's for Gary and his family and I guess his quote unquote like legacy because it's either one op- killer <laughs> yeah he's either a fucking killer or a fucking hero for trying to stick up for his getting, friends he's getting blamed yeah. so it's like You'll hard will never know the true story. yeah they'll never know
0: unless we can go back in time like in uh that minority report but we'll never be able to do that without precogs and whatever else i don't know the other terms
2: maybe one day <laughs> So, I don't know. this. I, just, I came across this randomly when I was on one of my Reddit binges looking for material. And I just... Cases like this just make me rack my brain because it's like... It doesn't make sense. None possible. of it makes sense. Yeah. And it's just so sad. And I mean... I don't know. It's just so creepy.
0: It is. It's one of those things that your imagination could be really be the reason... It's either scary or it's not.
2: And it like stories like these also hit hard because I think about like how we live our everyday lives. Like I'm pretty sure his their parents were like, Oh yeah, we'll see them tomorrow. No second thought of anything, this or that and then something completely unfathomable happens. It's just mind blowing to me.
0: They never saw him again.
2: Nope. Unfortunately. Well they did, but in pieces, which is worse.
0: Or like tiny. Um, He's like a little skeleton version of himself.
2: So that is the story of the boys from Yuba City. You've heard our theories. If you want to share with us what your theories are, we would love to hear it. You can email us at somethingisn'trightpodcast.com. You can also email us any of your stories, paranormal, true crime, weird incidents, anything that you want to share you can send it to us at the same something isn't right podcast at gmail.com.
0: Something isn't right podcast. Remember, follow us on Facebook, please.
2: Follow us on Facebook, on Instagram. We just
0: got that up. And we have a bunch of we're trying to put more like um, funny shit on there just so we can like be a light, like not be depressing. Not so, too dark. We yeah.
2: love To talk about this kind of stuff. But we don't love to feel sad all the time. I think that's why we haven't covered a lot of true crime. Yeah. I actually this week was going to cover um, supposedly the first documented serial killer um, ever from like the 1400s. But then I started reading about it and he legit just killed a bunch of kids. So I was like, uh, it's a little too dark.
0: A little too much for us right now. We don't want to talk about that.
2: Yeah. Not right now with everything going on. But, anyways, guys, as always, thank you for listening. Stay safe out there. Stay home.
0: Yeah, stay home. Don't get sick. Make sure to sanitize surfaces. Wear gloves, actually. They, they're starting to make us, we have to wear gloves on delivery. So. Really? Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Yeah.
2: All right, guys, and we're out.
0: We are gone.